0: Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. If you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, you might think you need all kinds of equipment to set it up. It turns out all you need is Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one free tool from Spotify that lets you create your own podcast and get it heard everywhere. With Anchor, you can record, edit, be heard on all listening platforms, and they'll even pair you with sponsors to help you get paid for your show. It all works in your web browser or right from Anchor's mobile app, and best of all, it's totally free. Start your podcast with Anchor today by going to anchor.fm celebs. That's anchor.fm celebs. Hi guys, I'm Emma and I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Commons by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Joel. Last of the season, kid. <laughs> I know, you guys. This is the last one of the season. It's kind of crazy. Wow. It, it feels like it just started. Yeah. Well, right? <laughs> the season or the show? Because it's been 10 years. No, I'm saying the season. It really feels like it just—when did it start? Um, I don't remember. September? Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, it's only the mid-season finale.
1: It's not the, the season, season finale. We pick back up in April, right? Uh, yeah. We have a little bit of time.
0: Well, wait. We pick back up in April? What are we going to do? That's what I'm saying. We have a lot of episodes to fill. I don't know how. You know? <laughs> I have, don't know how. I didn't think about it. I didn't think I'm, like, that. panicking.
1: I'm, like, fully freaking out. Are you not? Are we going to cut this or is this— is No, this I, like— <laughs> This is. An I'm in having mo- Isabel call a Xanax prescription. I don't even know what to do. I
0: will not be able to get through the rest of this episode without thinking about what the fuck are we gonna do. We have a lot of bonus ones. Listen, if you have ideas, send them over. Listen, I mean, I think that what will happen is the Kardashian bonus show will will um, temporarily transition into just like a bonus show in general. So there are other things that don't have to solely be Kardashian related. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So that's well, a- I guess there's a lot of like extensions of things that we can do. Yeah, of course. Like people that are related to them. Oh my god, there's so many things. I was also thinking like that would be a really good time to bring in some additional interviews. Oh. Maybe good. people yes. in their circle, maybe not. I would love to get Dr. Yeah, Orion. Like when, I love when you calm me down. When we go to LA in January, I want to get I'm dead serious with you, I want to get Dr. Orion on. There's no okay. reason why we shouldn't. I want to get Dr. Orion like in a different capacity. Well, that too. But- I want to get him in a room. Which I is- was going to say on my face, which is what Isabel just said. And I was like, that's not what I mean mean, but like it is what I mean. <laughs> it is a yeah. <laughs> anyway, so last night was the season finale. And let me start by saying I feel that the general consensus was that it was a little bit anticlimactic in the sense that we didn't have that same level of intensity that I think we were all expecting or hoping for. That being said, there is still plenty to talk about here. Prior to the episode, just from the previews alone, like just from the, we're going to Wyoming,
1: what were you expecting? Because I personally was expecting a whole family, full kids, Kanye on their ranch family vacation. That's what I expected too. But it,
0: it was not. No, that's not what we got. I mean, we got some, some uh, I think we got a little bit more insight into some of the dynamics, but- Yeah, it was a little different, but of course we're going to break it down scene by scene because there is a lot to talk about. There is. Okay. So we start out at Chloe's house, and it's Chris, Corey, you know, Kim, Scott, and Courtney. And Chris is basically saying that she invited everyone over because she's felt a little bit upset and a little bit anxious with how things have been recently and with the amount of fighting. And she really feels it would be good to take a family trip to Wyoming. And you can see Courtney already has this look on her face. And Chris is like, what, you don't like Wyoming? And she's like, no, 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 I love Wyoming, which, as Julie writes, so in conclusion, that's just her face, which I was going to say to you, I think that a lot of the fights start because of Courtney's resting, I don't even want to say bitch face, just like resting face of general unhappiness. What's your resting face?
1: I smile a lot. You know what my resting face is? And you'll notice this now I say it. I look confused when I face this resting. When I used to walk down the hallway in high school, people would be like, oh, are you lost? I was like,
0: no, it's just my resting. I look very confused. The reason that I know it is because this happens to me a lot on this podcast. I'll be saying a point and you'll look so confused and it makes me second guess if what I'm saying is making sense. And I'm expecting you to come out and like, Call me on something, but then you totally agree with me. And I'm like, oh, so she, that wasn't indicative no, of her. it's just my face. Like, your I just face. look, I think I just
1: like deep in thought when I'm not paying attention. I
0: smile a lot. I think I have like a very, like, right, warm like, face. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so they end up, you know, they decide they're going to go. And Scott's like, no kids. What are we going to do? Which, I mean, come I on. I mean, f- what the fuck? He really, which we'll get into later, he
1: loves those kids. It's really— I've never seen—I mean, I I can't even get into it now, but I've never seen character growth the way I have with Scott. Oh. It's like watching a TV show where, like, the, the person, like,
0: season one compared to season 12. Like, it's just night and day. It's so amazing to watch. So Chris is like, you know, we'll all just be together without the kids, without all the distractions. And you make an interesting point. Julie writes, I wonder how Sophia feels about Scott and Courtney on a trip together when there aren't kids involved. Does that change the dynamic, even if it's the whole family? I was, it's funny that you say that. I
1: wanted to see that play out because I thought it was, it ended up obviously being Courtney and the kids and Scott couldn't come, but I would have been really interested to see. Yeah. Like I wouldn't blame Sophia if she was uncomfortable with Courtney going without the kids and like Scott going without the kids and Courtney.
0: It's such a unique situation. It really is. I don't, but then it's like also his family. It's his family. I mean, he doesn't have parents. He doesn't have siblings. This is his family. If you deprive someone of that, like it's—, it's And she wouldn't. It's so not her. She clearly, yeah. like— But from a totally objective standpoint, nobody would, would like, second-guess her saying, like, you know, it's a little weird. Like, she, yeah. nobody would say, like, oh, you're so in the wrong for that. I just don't think she would do that. I don't think so either, but it would be, it's just interesting. I never really thought about it without the kids, like what that dynamic would be like. I also think Sophia, just as a side note, has kind of, from what I've seen of her, obviously, has kind of like a profound level of confidence in terms of letting that kind of stuff affect her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think she is as affected by Courtney's involvement in Scott's life as a lot of other people would be.
1: The other thing that we, I think we kind of forget sometimes is that Scott clearly talks to Sophia about Courtney and, like, what went wrong in their relationship and, like, what their past issues are. So Sophia gets a different insight into, like, why they didn't work out than we do. So obviously, like, from their conversations, there's an incredible sense of security
0: that she has. And knowing that they're not getting back together. Such a good point. Like, we're not hearing the nitty-gritty dirty. And then not that not that she, he's, like, shit-talking Courtney to Sophia, but, yes, to- good point, right. totally. Um, so, anyway, Chris is in her confessional, and she's like, I know my kids have been going through a tough time lately with how much they've been fighting. And what, I, what I'd like to do is press a reset button and really get everyone back to the family I know and love. And she says to them, she goes, the one thing I really want to drive home on this trip is, I realize that you guys, as much as I love you, you fight a lot dirtier than you used to fight. And I think we just need to find out what's really important to you guys and that you guys got to get back to the fact that we're just family. When she said you guys fight dirtier, which I know was in the preview, remember I looked at you, I was like, you know, they really fucking do. They do fight dirtier. This was they fight smarter and that makes it dirtier. Exactly. It used to just be like and Kim hit her with a bag. I, and I was about they left. to say yeah. when I think of like the OG fights, I think of two things. I think of either Kim hitting her with the bag in regards to the Bentley or I think it was Chris throwing Kim's sidekick in the when they were on the trip in Colorado.
1: Right. It was like little things. This is like a very calculated type of fighting.
0: Yeah. So next scene, they're en route to Wyoming, and Chris and Corey are on the plane. And Corey's showing Chris his, like, cowboy hat. And he's like, babe, how does it look? And she's like, it looks so good. You look like a sexy cowboy. Guys, I I, I fucking live for their dynamic. Do you agree
1: that it's so different than with Caitlyn? Like, Chris would have made fun of Caitlyn so hard. Caitlyn, like, you
0: look, she would have been like, you look so stupid in that. Take it off. Yeah, you know, it's it's something that I think about because they were married for a lot of years, obviously. And when we saw them, they had already been married for right. 10, 15 years, however how long it was. And what we're seeing with Chris and Corey, not that they haven't been together for a while, one could argue it's more of like a honeymoon phase. Right. So is, that, is, is what we're seeing different because it's still newer or is it genuinely because of the dynamic? I think it's both. I think that where Caitlin and Chris
1: were when they were married, especially when we first, like, kind of got involved. They still, like, somewhat had that spark there. Like, they still obviously loved each other. But it always seemed like everything Caitlin did, Chris was so annoyed by and vice versa. It always seemed that way. And... I think that what we're seeing here is just, like, kind of like a brush of, breath of fresh air for Chris. And it's easier for her to be like, oh, you're wearing a stupid hat, but you look cute in it, and I can compliment
0: you because the other things you do aren't so, like, annoying to me. It's so true. It's like the meme of, like, person I hate breathes me. Right. Like, shut the fuck up. That's... The thing is, towards the end of their relationship, that's really what we saw, mm-hmm. which is why Chris was painted as the villain in a lot of ways. And it was like Caitlyn is just this dad that's trying to, you know, have some fun and Chris is so rude to her. But it was that wasn't really the case. It was more so that she was at her breaking point. Yeah. So, anyway. Chloe and Kim come on the plane and they're saying that, you know, Courtney's on her own plane because Kylie canceled last minute, and that it was so rude of Kylie because the whole reason they got two planes was to accommodate people. Which Chris was like, listen, who wants to be filled to the brim on one plane? Like, why wouldn't we just get two? Like right. it's it's so it's so normal, and I know, like for them, and I know it's not a big deal, but I do love those little moments where you just recognize how things are just so not a thing anymore. Right. You know? So Kim and Chloe are in the confessional, and Chloe's like, I don't want to get us in a bad mood already, but one sister has fallen. Kylie's not coming. Scott's not coming on the trip. This didn't work out the way we thought it was, but we're already here. We're going to make the best of it. So we transition back to Courtney and her kids on the plane, and they get the plane to themselves. And she's in her confessional, and she's like, I would love my kids to be included in everything that we do. They have never been to Wyoming before. I've never been to Wyoming before, so I'm excited to go all together. It's definitely nice to have the plane to ourselves. I don't have to worry about my sisters and their rules and attacking and criticizing. Whenever it can be me and my kids, I'm happy. Which, we know that. Yeah. Like, you're not telling us anything new. That's when Courtney is in her is in her probably happiest or calmest. Yeah, when it's just her With and the just kids. Just her and the kids. I would say even more so than her, Scott, and the kids. Yeah. Like, Definitely. I feel like her and the kids is her bliss. Yeah. Right? So, they get off the plane, and they're staying at this caldera house in Jackson Hole, which, let me tell you. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's really a beautiful place. Um, and, you know, Chris is just saying how much she loves it here. And Mason goes, after this trip, that martini battle is going to be done. And Chloe goes, what? How do you know about the martini battle? And Mason goes, because he's going to drink it all. It was a fair point, Mason.
1: It was a fair point. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, very, he's a he's an adult. He knows what's going on. He's very observant. He's attentive to detail.
0: He's observant. He...
1: Is in the know also what's funny about that is that kids at that age like they'll I I like I can I can picture it so clearly like a random kid at that age just like pointing at the martini bottle and then they'll like point to a random adult and be like you're gonna drink it all and it's like a fun, like he's observant enough to know that Chris is the one that would drink it all right like that was a fair it wasn't like mom's gonna drink it haha ha, it's mar- it's alcohol like it was like no, lovey, lovey right. drinks a lot. Right, i like, he's <laughs> going to say about
0: Kim. Yeah. So the next scene, they're at Allison Statter's family home, which, as you guys know, Allison is Kim's best, best, best friend since basically the womb, and just really good family friends with the Kardashians. And Chloe is saying that, you know, when the Statters found out that they were coming, they invited them over for dinner. So they're all in the kitchen kind of helping cook, and Kendall comes in, and that's when she finds out that Kylie isn't coming. And... We'll see this play out throughout the rest of the episode, but Kendall is pretty upset because, one, you know, she flew in from London to be there. And so it was a lot of effort on her part. And, two, I think she just feels like Kendall—her and Kylie were always this little twosome. They They were—it was—they were, like, frickin' frack. They were two peas in a pod. And she's lost that a little, whether it's because of her relationship or having a child or whatever it is. They've definitely lost that. And I think that Kendall just felt this, like, sense of sadness. Yeah, She was. it seemed like she was really looking forward to Kylie being there.
1: She was. And I think that's also such a common trend in the episodes. Like, Kendall looking forward to hanging out with Kylie, Kylie doesn't come through. It's never like Kendall's the one that's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I couldn't make it in Kylie. It's
0: always Kendall's like, I was so excited to spend time with Kylie and then she didn't come. Which is something that I want to talk about more as the episode progresses. There were little, like, things that I noticed that all of them said about Kylie, not in a negative way, but like, well, you know her, she can do whatever she wants. Right. And it's like, Listen, realistically, all of the siblings can do whatever they want on a financial level. But I think that, I don't want to say it's like an underlying level of frustration. I don't even know if it's negative, but it's just like an underlying level of acknowledgement that Kylie has really taken on this thing of like, I do what's best for me. And like, I don't take anything else into account. Not in a selfish way, but like, I have the money and like the means to live my life in exactly the way that I want. And I'm not going to do anything that inconveniences me even 0.1%. 0.1%. Right. Maybe they're all a little more tolerant of inconvenience than Kylie. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it, we'll get into it more, I think, because I, I have a lot of thoughts too. But I, but there are certain scenes where I yeah, have them, yeah. Keep
0: that in the back of your head. Anyway, they're at dinner, and Kendall's saying how she was conceived here, and they're fighting back and forth. And she's like, "No, you weren't conceived. We found out that you were a girl here." Which I said to Julie, "I don't know if you guys remember this. I totally forgot that before Wyoming was Kim and Kanye's place, it was really the Jenner's place." Yeah, the Jenner's went there. I didn't know that. Like, I f- I f- completely forgot that you know Caitlin used to take Kylie and, and Kendall horseback riding, like. I don't know. It was lost on me. Kendall seemed very in her element the whole time that they were there. Yeah. I mean, Kendall's very outdoorsy. Yeah. Out of all of them. Yeah. Well, she gets that from Caitlyn. For sure. So they're talking about what Kendall's name was going to be. And it was funny how they were saying, they were, initially, I didn't know this, that Chris was thinking of making Kylie and Kendall J names because she had made all the the Kardashian girls right. K names. And she's like, yeah, you were going to be Juliet. Which, J and J don't go as well together as K and K. No. It's the hard K that that goes. There's no comparison. Julia Jenner sounds ridiculous. So, you know, they're just talking about it, and and Kendall's in her confessional, and she's just saying how upset she is that Kylie's not there. And she's like, I took time out of my schedule to be here. Kylie couldn't bother to come. And I don't know, I fell for her here. Yeah, and then it
1: pans back to the whole conversation about (laughs) the names. And Chris is like, and then once we said Kylie, and we knew it, Kendall and Kylie went together so well. And then it was like that eerie like little, like, it was amazing editing, by the way. Yeah. To go back to that, uh. I felt that hard. I felt that hard.
0: It's true. I, mean, I was think like, of, you guys
1: do go together.
0: Think about growing up. Kendall and Kylie, it was, it was the two of them against the fucking world. Like, it really, really was. And even in their friend groups being so overwhelming. Remember Spencer and Maddie in the early days? Like, yeah. I mean, so overlapping. It was just so much more of this bond that is obviously still there but it's just not as present to us well
1: I think also what happened is like along the way Kylie grew up much faster than she like needed to and I think Kendall is still really trying to hold on to that youth that she has for I mean rightfully so on both sides but I think that you know Kylie being the younger sister Kendall kind of always expected you know we would progress at the same rate. Like, we would get married at the same time. We're a year and a half apart. We would get married at the same time. We had kids at the same time. We would do all these milestones together. And Kylie kind of jump-started her life, and Kendall is not there yet. So it's kind of like this thought that they had of like, and we're going to be together every step of the way, the same way the older sisters have their kids at the same time and do everything together and do their businesses together. And I think Kendall always really wanted that, and then Kylie kind of went in her own lane. Like a full
0: decade, like yeah. you recognize, you recognize Kendall could easily, if, if assuming she wants to have kids, you know, herself biologically, she could easily not have kids for another 10 years. Right. Like no problem. Right. Which is kind of, I mean, Kylie, because we know Kylie wants to have more kids. By the time Kendall has her first child, this is all in a hypothetical world, Kylie could easily have anywhere between one and three more children. Right. That is. It's really crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. Anyway, so the next scene, they're in this family meeting, and they're all dressed in their cowboy gear. And Chris says, so we're ride or die, right? But for some reason, I feel like things are a little bit off. I really think that we need to work on the things that are bothering us internally and working together as a family and a team to overcome anything that might be bothering us. That being said, Courtney, we're going to take you back to your roots, and you're going to go on a cattle drive, which I completely forgot about this until I saw the scene. I don't even know if I ever knew it, honestly. I didn't know about it. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know. Apparently, in 2005, Courtney was on this reality show called Cattle Drive. It was like the jumpstart of her reality television career. And she was the one that was doing the cattle drive, which—what? Yeah, what was that? I mean, also, how is that show ever supposed to even work? It was just a show about rich girls doing cattle driving? I mean, I didn't do my research on it. I don't know, but I completely forgot that that existed. I was 11 at the time, so it wouldn't have been so far off that I could have watched. I was 9. Yeah? So, Chris is like, if they can do this, they can do keeping up with the Kardashians. And Kendall asks, like, what happens to the show? And Kim's like, I don't think reality television was as much of a thing when Courtney was on, aka, yeah.
1: Like, aka reality television didn't matter until keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. It's, I mean, it did though. There was a mold. Then I was reading this article, actually. I think I sent it to you, but I posted it in the Patreon group and it was like talking about the Kardashians like this being their decade and how, you know, when they started the show, there was this mold of reality TV that was already set in place. So the reason people expected the Kardashians to not be what they were is because every reality show that filled into this mold was the exact same. You know, you had your a year and a half of fame and then it it fizzled out it was the Osbournes it was all these people and the whole reason that the Kardashians are so successful is because they defied the odds of those reality shows so it's not so much that reality shows weren't a thing it's that they weren't a sustainable thing
0: exactly it was also based in such a more um like less long-term drama right in a way yeah it was like all about what's happening in that family in that moment Right, and less about the family unit as a whole, I feel like. Of course, there were some exceptions. But- and that's
1: what I think people expected to happen with the Kardashians, where it was like, like, when you think about the way the Kardashians started and what happened, like there's no like reason or logic why it turned into what it did. Because when you think about that family, it was a nobody family. It could have been like any other reality show, any other show where it was falling, uh, La La Anthony, uh, any other one. And it could have just fit that mold and lasted two seasons and then been done, and we would have forgotten about them. There's no rhyme or reason as to why it turned into what it did other than we just got attached. And
0: the level of the amount of people involved. It w- it was rare to see a family of, you know, six like six kids all so good looking. All like it was just there it was it was crazy,
1: but it wasn't it wasn't the concept of the idea of following a family in their everyday life was not so groundbreaking that it that it should have
0: turned into this. No, but I think I think there was also the element of the fact that it was both their family life and also watching them actively build the business at the same time. Yeah, I mean. Whereas, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the other ones, like, even if you look at the Osbournes, like, they were had, were so much more established. That was yeah. Ozzy Osbourne's family. Right. You know what I mean? Like, one of the greatest music, like, it was just a, such a different, I, I don't know. You also had the OJ stuff, and you had, you know, Caitlyn and, and there her. There were so
1: many things, but, like, I think about Run's house in comparison. It's, like, similar. It's, like, here's a, a, a family where you know one person's pretty famous, but you don't know the rest of the people. And you kind of get a little addicted to their lives. You follow them, and, like, I loved Run's House. Like I, we still talk about Run's House. Well, I take you to Run's House all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you literally drive me by Run's House because I loved it so much. But there's there was—there's no— and what I'm saying is, like, there's no logic as to why the Kardashians with a very similar family and a very similar fi- family dynamic of stepkids and, and this family and and them being mixed, why that
0: one would be successful over that. You know what yeah, I mean? It's no, I very, know. very interesting when you think about it. That's a really good episode that we should do. Like, examine, like going back through past scenes and really examining, like, different moments that we could pinpoint Is like, this is something that they did that was unique. That, like, yeah. wouldn't have been done. Like, I think in general just that their level of openness was unique. Right. They really had no shame and honestly their their lack of shame came from their intensive, intensive desire to become famous. It was almost like this unparalleled commitment to be famous. And as a result of that, they were so open. Right. You know? It's so interesting. I it really is. It, it's a case study. It is it's a case study for so many different reasons. So I feel like a lot of the times what can happen with workout clothes is there's this false conception that in order for them to be trendy or fashionable, they have to be really expensive. And that just totally is not the case. And Fabletics, I feel like you guys have heard of it and you've definitely heard me speak about it before, but they're really such a great company. Um, They were founded in 2013, co-founded by Kate Hudson. And the reason it was started was because the team noticed that there was this very large disparity in the activewear marketplace. So it was kind of hard to find, like, trendy, stylish gym wear that was also priced affordably. And that is how it was born, which I, I like, personally see that that's a thing so constantly. So their whole mission is that they create clothing that is, you know, inspires physical activity in any type of setting. So whether it's yoga, spin, running, whatever your thing is, they have something that fits. And the way that it works, you go on, you take this quick 60-second style pop quiz for kind of like personalized outfit recommendations. You get this, you know, shop with thousands of items curated just for you, and then you can check out as a guest or you can become a VIP. Personally, I tried these like very high-waisted, almost compression-type leggings, and I love them. Like, I wear them to everything. I can wear them to spin. I can wear them to my trainer, whatever it is. They just like hold you in, and they're so great. So, Fabletics is offering our listeners an incredible deal that you don't want to miss. You can get two leggings for only $24, it's a $99 value, when you sign up to be a VIP. Just go to fabletics.com slash CBC to take advantage of this deal now. That's fabletics.com slash CBC to get two leggings for only $24. Also, free shipping on orders over $49. International shipping is available, and there is absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Again, that's fabletics.com slash CBC. Their whole thing is, like, you know, they want to empower women by making this healthy kind of active lifestyle accessible to everyone because of the price point. And it really, really is. You can get such good stuff for, like, a price that's kind of unheard of in, in other places. Like, I was floored when I went on, and I I love the stuff that I have. So, again, get two leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up to become a VIP. Also, all you have to do is go to Fabletics.com slash CBC to take advantage of this deal now. Fabletics.com slash CBC for two leggings for only $24. The best part is there's no commitment to purchase monthly and free shipping on all orders over $49. This is important. Make sure that you enter in your email address because, you know, when you take the style quiz, then you'll receive exclusive discounts, the inside scoop about all new collections, etc. So definitely enter in your email. It like makes a big difference. So fabletics.com slash CBC. Again, that's fabletics.com slash CBC in terms and conditions do apply. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics Mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash cbc. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash cbc for 10% off your first order. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. So anyway, they're in the car, and Chris says, she's like, what I want you guys to do is pick one person who's sitting here and tell them what's the one thing you'd love to focus on strengthening in your relationship, which, oh my God, I was like, I knew this one was just going to be a Courtney-centric situation. So Chloe starts, and she's like, I feel like Courtney and I sometimes fizzle, so I'd love to get us back on on course and maybe not be so reactive for myself. And Kendall goes, I think sometimes there's a lot of judgment between all of us, and we think it's fine because we're family. And Court, you know, you say it a lot. Like, we can't be so judgmental, but you are too. Like, we all have to realize we all are. Kim's like, on that note, I want to fix my relationship with Courtney for those mean reasons and those mean comments. And Courtney goes, are you saying that for, and Kim's like, no, for both. I mean, I can be so mean. Which was nice of her to acknowledge because as we said last time, Love Kim to death, but goddamn, she can she knows. She knows how to be mean and especially with Courtney. She and and that's always been the thing. Kim and Courtney have never
1: had that dynamic. They've never the, the only time that I can think of that they've really been really close and really loving with each other is when they lived in New York together. And Kim was going through the divorce and they had Mason. I remember them getting along really well then. And then when North was first born and it was kind of like they were the only two parents. But they've always been the ones that have really butt heads. It was the only difference now is that Chloe is on Kim's quote
0: team as opposed to Courtney's. And the other difference is that not that Kim was ever though, like was she was always more successful, but Kim has become such this powerhouse. And not that Courtney was left in the dust, but I think it adds to Kim's, I don't know if I want to say ego, but her like power in terms of her, like she has a little bit more credibility now. Right. In and a way. I think
1: the thing is with Courtney and Kim is out of all of them, it's almost like in terms of parenting, they're the most in competition because they're the only ones with multiple kids. And I think that you know, if I was Kim and Courtney's constantly being like, you know, I can't do the show because then I won't have time for my kids. I need to do like I need to be with my kids. My kids are my priority. My kids are my priority. And if I'm Kim and I'm sitting there and I'm like, OK, I have one more kid than you do. And I have much younger kids who re- require, honestly, more attention because of how young they are. And I'm also doing all of these things and the show. How am I able to manage all of that and still be an attentive mother
0: and you are not? Or are you saying I'm a bad mom? It's exactly. It's like this. Uh, even if she doesn't say anything, it's like this underlying level of. I hate the word shaming, but I feel like that's kind of how it, what it comes across. And I as. feel
1: like they haven't had that conversation where that can be the root of it. Is that like Kim feels like Courtney is saying she's a bad mom for the amount of time she diverts to other places than her kids, right? While still, but then at the same time, I feel like Kim is so resentful of Courtney because she's like, I make this work every single day and I do it well, and there's no reason that you can't. Yeah. And it's I think it comes so much back to like their family structure and their kids and them being the only ones that are are juggling this massive thing with multiple
0: kids. It's it's no it's true. So, um, you know, Chris is just saying that people that when you love someone that's who you lash out the most on, which we all know obviously. Like you were saying last episode, the gloves come off when it comes to family, which is so true. But she said she's like the love that we have for each other is so unique and special and we really need to treat it like a special gift. Which, by the way, Corey in this scene, I th- I find Corey this entire trip so funny because he's really just a spectator. He's he's not an active participant here. He is fully a witness. I love that though. Oh, it's the that's that's the only role he should be playing. It is, but not everyone does. No, no, no. But this is a, he did a great. He just sat back. He just sat there. He kept the peace. I actually think. You may disagree with this because I know they're also comfortable with him. I think it was really good to have his presence there because it was almost like they couldn't go fully rogue. Like, not that they wouldn't go off in front of Corey, but I think that it did add this element of, like, reality to the situation. Like, okay, we're not just in this little bubble of just us. Like, there is a—not that he's an outsider, but there is someone who's not our blood. So, like, let's yeah, maybe, maybe. keep—you know what I mean? Like, a, a 0.1% yeah. of, like, not fully just yeah, going maybe. rogue. I don't know a good thought. Julie writes here that even in the confessional where it's Kim and Chloe talking about the cattle, that it felt like not an attack on Courtney, but I. Like an in your face. Well, I would just. I think that it would be naive of us to think that that wasn't strategic. Oh. It, like, it was just it, the entire theme of
1: like the past couple of episodes are just like, or honestly, the past couple of seasons are just like K- Kim and Chloe against the world. Or no, really, just Courtney against the world. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is that you don't see like you don't see Kendall and Kylie enough to have them for them to have an issue with with Courtney. The one episode that Kendall was in the season, she had an issue with Courtney, but it's not like that dynamic is so strong. Chris tends to you know coddle her, coddle her a little, and it's not like you see Rob. It's not like Corey's going. It's really Kim and Chloe against Courtney constantly. I guess that's true. So when you have the confessional where it's like they're literally talking about nothing and it's just the two of them being like buddy-buddy on camera, it's like, oh, my God, this is so in your face. It's so in your face.
0: Corey's there on the range. He's like, yeah, if anyone needs a thirst quencher, come see me. Like, he was literally the the best. Like, he was the best. MVP of the episode. MVP of the episode, I have to say. Anyway, they're kind of all just working together to get the cattle, as Julie says. This is a very simple life of them. Yes, it was very. The whole episode was very like, even from the time they're at the Statters' house and and, and Chloe's
1: cooking. I'm like, wow, you you simple folk out here in the countryside, yeah, like <laughs> yeah,
0: like who are you fooling? Yeah. You literally took two planes, because like, it was a little packed. Yeah, and then I see like Chloe with her raw chicken. and I'm like, oh my god, you guys, yeah, and it was very funny. So the next scene, it's Kendall and Chloe, and they're at the house, and you know Chloe saying, I'm, I'm so. So glad that you came. I really didn't think that you were going to come. And there are go-throughs talking about the fact that Kylie didn't come. And Kendall, this is what I'm saying. She's really upset. And she says, she just she doesn't leave LA much. And Chloe goes, we couldn't have made this easier. We go on a private plane. It's two hours away. And Kendall in her confessional says, I get that Kylie didn't come because she wanted to hang out with Travis and Stormy. But it would have been nice to see her and nice to hang out and have a family experience. We all have things we need to do. And we all made it a point to be here. Fair. Fair. Yeah, I feel like the family should divert a little more attention to Kylie's absence than Courtney. Yeah, but again, it's like what I was my point my point about Kim's frustration with Courtney coming from a place of business is never more prevalent than when I think about Kylie because Kim knows there is zero argument that she could say to to Kylie about being like why she needs to be on the show or which I know part of her like part of her frustration with Courtney is the fact that she agreed she was going to do it and then didn't like this one exist so much if Courtney just said listen right. I'm out so whatever so I get that that's one of the, another reason she's not mad at Kylie but also like there's nothing Kim can say to Kylie it's like I have my empire whatever where it's Courtney Kim can look at her and be like this is like probably the best thing you have going for you right but, now but the repeating
1: issue here also is that they're fighting two different battles. Kim and Chloe are fighting a business battle. Kendall here is fighting a family battle. Courtney's fighting a family battle. Like, if the dynamic of the family, the, if the person who's neglecting the family the most in family time and whatever seems to be Kylie. So why is there not it, no, take business out of it? Take the show out of it. Just from like a perspective of we all put an effort to be here. We all make an effort to see each other and be with each other. Why can't Kylie do the same?
0: Because it's that. That's the thing. It's that's not Kim and Chloe's issue. They don't give a shit about that. They care about the business aspect. They're not upset that 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 Courtney isn't spending enough time with them. But there is. The, the, but there
1: is the other aspect of it. That's not just business. It's the whole they're not getting along thing. They're not getting along not because the business. They're not getting along because they have an issue with Khloe, with Courtney and her whole personality. Personality.
0: Right, but I'm saying their their issue with Kylie, they don't have an issue with Kylie that she's neglecting the family a little. It's kind of like they wouldn't have an issue with Courtney if she was not quote neglecting the family a little. They have an issue with the way that Courtney behaves. It's not like they see her less, right? You know I know mean, it would
1: be two different arguments. What I'm saying is like the the issues that they're having with Courtney are twofold because on one side, yes, it is the business and they're upset that she is not in the show as much as she had promised, but. Their issues with her attitude and the way she treats them, and her being mean, and, and like her, them thinking she's a bully or whatever. Have nothing to do with the show. That's who she is as a person. So what I'm saying is like if there's going to be issues in the family where we're calling out Courtney constantly for her attitude and all of these things, then why is uh, why is Kylie not being called out for whatever she absence she has in the family? Because at this level of not being in in Wyoming, we had nothing to do with the show. It had to do with family. And if they're having this whole weekend of saying like this is a bonding experience for the family because something is not connecting here, then there's then there's no reason that that frustration shouldn't extend to Kylie.
0: Right. I hear you completely, but I think that Kylie's potential absence, whether that's that happens just on this trip or it's happening in L.A., just doesn't seem to be a source of issue. Maybe it's they're all at a point where they recognize that whatever she's going through, whatever she's dealing with— it, she needs to take some time to herself. Like I want to make it a source of issue.
1: Okay, I want to bring more issues in no, and I, take Courtney out. I'm, I'm, I'm over the Courtney plotline because you know what? This is who Courtney is as a person. After forty years of Courtney being like this, how are we still having this argument? Because now it is starting to affect their them as a business. That's so take the, the issue. business. You think that like, here's my thing with the whole episode, and this is this is the thing. Take the business aspect out of it. Let's say Courtney signs on. She's going to do less time on the show. Everyone's happy. She's following through with her commitments. They've worked it
0: out. Do you think their issues are just magically going to get better? No, but it's different. They won't have the same resentment towards her. They will still be as annoyed. They will still have the issues with their personality, but it won't carry that same level of resentment because it's not like, wait a second, pull your fucking weight. It's like, you are pulling your weight. This is just you being you. Like, that's what I think. not almost worse. It is almost worse, but I think that Kim, at least then, doesn't have that to be mad about. Like, I really think for Kim, it's so much more of a work ethic thing. Like, I really think for her, as much as she respects Courtney, being the mom, all that kind of stuff, I do think it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I I feel like that's that's what Kim's thing is. What she wants to shake her and kind of say, which she did say that one time last season, where she was like, "You don't know what it takes to run a fucking business," so you wouldn't know. That's probably the
1: greatest meme ever. Oh, that's I have memed
0: that. Everyone has meme that. That is also the best, one of the best TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. In the regular episode, we're going to have to do a little TikTok segment. I have things. Julie, I have things to say. You guys have heard me talk about this company before because this is genuinely my favorite toothbrush. I am so obsessed with this company. It's called Quip. There are so many reasons why it's amazing, but I'm going to tell you all of them. So first off, Quip is basically an electric toothbrush that comes with this unbelievable amount of conveniences. So first off, their vibrations are on a sensor. So it's 30-second pulses that kind of like guide your routine and tell you when you should be switching sides, which it's not something that you just know. Like, I don't think we ever learn exactly how to brush our teeth. And so to have this just guide us in the way, it makes it so much easier. Also, they deliver your brush heads, the floss, and the toothpaste every three months. Because It's a thing that when you have an electric toothbrush, you're supposed to be changing your head every three months. But again, that's not something that people just do. So to have it, not have to think about it, like it makes life so easy. It also comes in this like little case that can use as a mount. It can use as a stand. It's so good for travel. I take this everywhere I go. Like genuinely, this is the only toothbrush I use definitely try it. I promise you, you will not regret it. So just go to getquip.com slash celeb to save on gift sets and to get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at getquip.com celeb. Again, that's getquip.com slash celeb. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because You just can't beat that convenience, and I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units, and with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, next scene. Kim, uh, Chris is saying that, you know, the cattle drive wasn't really what she wanted it to be. So she decided to organize a group ropes course because she thinks that that screams family bonding and will really do the trick. So they're in the car. It's Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. They're in this Escalade, and they're going up, and it's up this hill. And, of course, the Escalade can't really make it. Kim starts to freak out. They get out so they can walk. This was just set the scene for Kim has this, like, it's so crazy. I said to Julie, I was like, on one hand, she is this fearless powerhouse leader. At the same time, it's like she sees a fucking spider or she's a little bit on heights and she loses her mind. It's like unbelievable how mind over matter works for her with certain things and then other things she's so skittish.
1: Well, because there are certain things where a fear doesn't come into play. When you know you're good at something or you know you can do something, you're not scared of it. Ah. You have no... That's the thing. That's why it makes sense is because... Kim th- this isn't a fear this is a control issue when you're running a business and you're doing all of these things kim has absolute control when you're on a ropes course who has control is a fucking wire of course you're going to freak out it's the same thing it's why like it's why a lot of people have issues with planes or whatever it's because your entire life you have for whatever period of time you're doing that you have
0: absolutely no control over no i understand it make it makes sense like i understand that the the like psychological reason behind fears like that. I'm just saying that one could think and and I don't and it doesn't happen but I'm saying one could think that like here's this woman she has done she's you know fucking like she deals with skims, the entire uh, name, like renaming stuff. She deals with losing millions and gaining millions in a day, like all this kind of stuff. She deals with these massive scales, yet an escalate on a little bit of a hill is what sends her. Like it's, it's so unbelievable how it's, it's so, but it's so unbelievable how it can manifest itself. How like, and if you said to her, if you sat with her, it was like, Kim, think about all the things you could like, think about all the things that you, that you do. Like, how does this affect you? It wouldn't, the two wouldn't even, equate to her she'd be like oh, of course I can do that of course I can walk the red carpet Met gala of course I can be the Cavo cover star but like give me this fucking hill and this Escalade, and I'm out you know what I'm saying like it just it is it is an interesting kind but of that, thing but do you
1: understand that's why that's I why understand. it's of so much worse I, of yeah. course I understand of course I understand but I'm saying because when you're so used to being able to be like the one especially for Kim you are she is the one she knows that when she goes somewhere she is the person that she is going to walk into a room and everyone is going to com- she's going to command everyone's attention if if she goes into a business meeting and something goes wrong, she is going to be the one that fixes it and she knows it. When she is in a situation where there is absolutely nothing she can do, it is the complete opposite of what she feels secure in. I so guess- it's not a fear. It's
0: just a lack of control that that turns into a fear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I, I guess I just feel like, I guess what it is, and this is not like, I I. I totally recognize this isn't necessarily rational and makes logical sense. I get that. I'm not I'm not making an argument. I'm just saying a, a thought that came to my mind. I guess the way that her fear of spiders and her fear of heights and the way that she was eight years ago when they were in Costa Rica or wherever they were with the with the, um, zip line, one could think that maybe now she's at such a different place where, like, that wouldn't even phase her. Like, I know a fear of heights doesn't just go away. But it's like, oh, my God, I— I've been, I can handle this now. Like, please look at the shit I've done. A ropes course is going to get me. And still it's like those things that are in you, they just stick with you. Yeah. Because realistically in her therapy, she's not working over her fucking fear of heights. Because how often does it affect her? It affects her twice a year on a family trip to Wyoming. Like big deal. She's not going to go on a zip line. Right. She much, she probably much more works on the things that would affect her on a daily basis. Like if she had photo anxiety or if she had whatever the things she had, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. I just, like, there is a part of me that wants—I said to you last night, I was like, I, I'm not trying to well, be insensitive. it's hard to—it's because you can't relate. No, but I'm saying there, I, there is a part of me that wants to shake her and be like, Kim, you can do this zip line. Like, I totally get not doing it. I, I've walked off things all the time. You, remember? You know you know what I'm going to say. I don't no, know You what I'm going to say. It's so off. I didn't mean end up cutting this. But the one of, like, the first times I ever got a Brazilian wax, and I was, like, literally mid-wax, and I looked at the woman, and I was like, I will pay you in full, but I'm getting off of this table. Well, that's a pain thing. No, but it, it was a, it was more than just the pain. It wasn't just the pain. It was the fear in my mind. I couldn't get myself to calm down. And I was like, you know what? I have shaved my entire life and things have been going just fine. Why all of a sudden am I going to subject myself to this right. level of anxiety? And that's kind of what she did. She was like, I'm tapping out. I don't care. Make fun of me. Call me a pussy. And that's what I said. I was with Julie and I looked at her, not you. And I looked at her and I was like, you know what? I don't care that I'm going to walk out half done, like fully paying for something that I didn't experience. I can't do, I can't do this. I right. was like, you know what? I'm not strong enough of a person and that's fine. Right. Like, you know, they are just Which some is fine.
1: Just I mean, like I, like I was saying to you that when I'm watching Kim up on that ropes course and she freaks out when she's on there, I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have gotten on. I would never have made it to that point. I would have not even, I, there's no part of me that would have even attempted it. Yeah. I wouldn't have. And the fact that she even attempted it, is a huge thing like that's the biggest part of the fear is like actually doing it and then like once you're once you're up there and it's like it's either gets better or it gets worse and it like you know what i mean i was like i would never even put myself in a situation with heights where i would have to figure out is this going to get better or is this going to get worse yeah.
0: it's so individualized because like the height thing to me like you know i skydive like none of that stuff scares me meanwhile if i was Kim and i had pictures of me from every angle like that no right like no i couldn't get out of the car Yeah. Like, there's no way that I could get out of the car and be swarmed the way she swarmed by those paparazzi and be okay with those angles. Meanwhile, I would literally—I have jumped out of a plane, and I would do that a million times over. So it's just a personal thing.
1: I wouldn't do anything. Anything that involves me leaving my house, forget it. I'm afraid (laughs) of. (laughs)
0: I'm, like, agoraphobic. I just decided. A little bit. So, anyway, so she, you know, she gets off the ropes course, and— when she's up there she's like they see me crying every episode I'm successful I don't need to do this to prove anything she's like talking herself down as to why it's okay that right. she taps out and they're all so cracking funny. they're like we don't care just come down they're like Kim it's, you, you don't need to give us this reason like she was literally about to like pull out her pay like she was about to be like and Skims just made this much money and like I'm married to Kanye West and I have like explaining her life story as to why she didn't need to do this and they were like you literally don't need to give us an yeah, excuse just, like just get down, down. Yeah. it's so fine Which, by the way, imagine wearing the outfit she was wearing and looking as, like, who wears a fucking spandex shorts and shirt in a nude color? She basically was wearing Spanx. And looked amazing. And looked, like, amazing on a ropes course. I mean, that's— Talk about a fear. (laughs) Talk about a fucking fear. Imagine a ropes course in Spanx. I'm sorry. That is—that is my worst nightmare. All of it.
1: All of it. Literally every aspect of what she just did on that ropes course was my biggest fear.
0: Yeah, forget about it. Anyway, um, so Chris is like, just come down here. I'll give you a bag of Cheetos. And Kim's like, I'd rather have a tarantula on my head, so if you find one, you have permission to put it on my head. And I was like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you actually said that. I was like, you fucking liar. <laughs> anyway, so Courtney takes a megaphone, and she's like making fun of Chloe for not finishing the course and kind of making fun of Kim. And she starts, starts off kind of joking, but I guess it gets taken really seriously. And Chloe's like, I don't get why you're such an asshole. What do you think you get out of it? What do you get out of being such a jerk? And... They just start to go at it. It was like, who did you— Did you
1: think Chloe was overreacting? I think it's one of those things where when you're already annoyed at somebody, like the joke is— A joke can only be taken as well as it's perceived. And— like if Chloe wasn't mad at Courtney already, they would have been fucking around. They would have had so much fun. But Chloe's already so on edge about Courtney and everything. Then she's like, this just this is exactly why we can't go. This is exactly why we have problems. So then she's so reactive and Courtney's on the other side like, this is why we have problems because you react to everything I say and I can't even have fun with you anymore. And meanwhile, it's like...
0: Which allow us to transition to about 20 minutes back where they're in the car and Chloe, and I quote, is like, I'm going to really try to not be as reactive to Courtney. And I really wanted to shake her in the scene and be like, remember that car ride where you were putting on your bronzer and talking about not wanting to be reactive? Like, this was such a good opportunity to not let her a little annoying comments into the megaphone upset you, but she just can't. Which I get. We've all been there. The issue
1: that I think they need to get to the bottom of is not them as a group. I think that Chloe and Courtney have to work out their issues and then figure it out with Kim. And then and also they're going Kim. about it wrong because this isn't a Kim, Chloe, Courtney issue as much as it seems. It's a Chloe, Courtney issue that they have to work out so that their relationship can get better. Because I think that Courtney resents
0: Kim so much for the relationship she has with Chloe now. I think so too. Totally, totally do. So then Chloe goes, at times you can be a bully. And Courtney's like, well, at times Kim can be the biggest fucking evil person on the planet. And Kim's like, why are you bringing me into this? And Chloe goes, goes, lately it's been more, more of a bully than not. What do you get out of it? And Courtney's like, it's a joke. And she goes, you honestly have no sense of humor anymore. You're not even fun to be around. And this is what she said in the confessional. She's like, when Chloe called me a bully, it's just the exact opposite. I feel like I've been bullied for the last two years by Kim and Chloe. If I don't do something that fits their mold of how they want me to be, I just think that no matter what, my sisters are always looking for a reason to give me shit for something. Again, they're kind of all right in that. It's true. Courtney can be a bully. Courtney can be so so unbelievably like anger-inducing. At the same time, I think Kim and Chloe can act like bullies her, Although I hate that this word is even being used, but it's true.
1: I think the thing is that Chloe and Kim, especially Kim, knows exactly what button to press on Courtney to make her go crazy. And it's almost like Kim knows exactly what to do to make her crazy, and then Chloe's standing right there egging her on. And it's like. Okay, it was one thing when Kim knows what to do because I can just ignore it. It's one of her, but when it's two of you, that is an attack.
0: It's so different, and it's more for me. It's less about Kim. You're right. Kim does know what to do to annoy Courtney, but it's more than that. It's like Kim knows how to hit her where it hurts. Like Kim knows how to make Courtney yeah, right. cry, kind of on the spot if she wanted to, and that's the part. That it's I like think a is reflex.
1: It's like Kim can snap her fingers and make Courtney cry on the spot. Right. No question. Which is different than just making someone annoyed. Right. You know, I, it's you really have to know somebody to know how to do that. And the thing that we always forget is that you know, despite the fact that, you know, Rob is there and they obviously have Kendall and Kylie, they were really raised as three girls, like three older sisters. Because they were so old by the time that Kendall and Kylie were born that those sibling dynamics were already in place. And Rob was the cute younger brother that, you know, so it's like you take the three of them, three sisters, someone is always going to be left out. Always. It's, it, it, three is the worst dynamic. It's it, in it, it, Friendships with people, no matter what, siblings, everything. It's There's always going to be somebody that's left out. It's true. And the thing is, is that another piece of why the relationship worked or used to is because not only were Courtney and Chloe so close and they had that amazing dynamic, Kim and and Courtney also had a really good dynamic because Chloe and Rob got along really well and it kind of they would split in two when they were on family trips. Now you lose that whole Rob aspect, yeah. And it's just the three of them again.
0: Can I ask you a question? You Do mind? you think Rob would have gone to Wyoming if it wasn't filmed? Um. I don't know. And my follow-up question to that is if the answer is yes, do you think that he resents the family for unintentionally excluding him by not doing enough off-camera activities? <sighs> Loaded question you got there.
1: Um, It's hard because I think that, I think that Rob has a lot of anxiety that has to do not only with the cameras, but with just being out in general and doing something that deviates from what he's used to, which is, you know, being in his house, being with his daughter, and that's kind of it, doing what he has to do as a parent. And I think that anything that deviates from that norm for him is very anxiety-producing just because that's, you know, it started off like, you know, he was uncomfortable going out in public because he didn't like the way he looked. So, for example, take Kim and, Chloe's, Kim and Kanye's wedding. That wasn't filmed. He could have avoided the cameras. Every part of that was filmed and then been at the wedding and been totally fine. It was more about being seen in public and being out. And I still don't think that he's, and I think that he's so used to having, you know, been so, you know, such a recluse for so long that the idea of going out in public and doing all of these things and all of these activities and whatever, I think it really scares him, especially on a trip where it's very outdoorsy, very hiking and, and all of these things. And I think that he is so used to his own element that anything that deviates from that for right now is much for him. So, but also you have to remember this was a couple of months ago. I think in the last few months we've seen him make really big strides and that's only
0: what we've seen. We've seen such a small amount too. Anyway, so they leave the house and, or they leave the ropes, of course, they go back to the house and... Kendall's like, oh, Courtney texted me that she's leaving. Let me go figure it out. So she goes to check on her and she's like, come on, why why are you leaving? And she's like, because I just feel like, why would I want to be here with a bunch of people who literally just pick on me? And, you know, she's saying that she feels defeated and that it can never be light and fun anymore. And she's like, everybody, including myself, takes things so seriously, which I remember feeling proud of her in that moment for acknowledging that she also takes things so seriously because it's like, whether or not the chicken, like it's the chicken or the egg, what came first? The lightheartedness has been lost as a group, whether it's because of Courtney or it's as a result, whatever it is, it like, that's a yeah. thing. Um, and she's saying, she's like, I know that I'm not perfect, but I feel like if, you know, if I do something differently in the family, people should be accepting of it. And, and Kim and Chloe are just so not accepting of it. And Kendall goes, yeah, listen, I know because I feel like the odd one out at all times. I hated that. I pa- Remember we paused and I was like, oh, my God. Because it's kind of like we sometimes talk about that or that's something that comes up. I feel like it's like a common narrative. Like, where does Kendall fit in with this family? Like just a question that's asked, but we never have heard her be the one to say it. Right. Um, No, I think she said it before, but I think that, not in this capacity. Not, not in a serious capacity. I think she's always said it kind of jokingly. Yeah, she's like, I'm the only one without kids, or like this or that. But she's never, not when, Courtney was like genuinely upset complaining to her about feeling like the odd one out, and she was coming to her from like a really empathetic, like, listen, I can relate. I fucking feel like that all the time. There's no reason she should, though. That's what you were saying last I was night. saying it
1: last night. I still don't really understand it. I think that, you know, it, it's not like all, like, you know, Kendall obviously has these like, interests that are very outdoorsy. And, and she really loves to have that side of her. But it's not like she doesn't have that other side of her that's so fashion involved and, and all of these things that she likes and similar friends and similar interests and in, in the industry. And it's not like the rest of them are so anti-nature and anti-doing these things that they shouldn't have common interests. I don't know why she feels like such an outcast in the family. I really, I, I,
0: I don't know, maybe I'm missing that. I just don't really get it. Yeah. It's something that we have. I think a lot of it comes from the losing Kylie aspect. I really, or not losing Kylie, but losing Kylie in the capacity that she had her. I think that that probably some of it comes from that. I also think like, now that this really affects it that much, but it kind of does. If you look at her career versus the rest of them, like, okay, obviously I understand that her family helped her in a way, like some of the resources, whatever. But Kendall would have been a supermodel, in my opinion. Like regardless, right. like I think from anything, dimensions face as, everything. As, point as, of view, as she says, like that actually hurt her. Like it helped her to get where she was because of the connections and because of all that stuff. But in the actual industry, she was taken a lot less seriously because right. she was a Jenner, was a Kardashian, and her brand, like what she has built, is separate and aside from being a Kardashian in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like I know, I know. If you're, yeah, if you're no, a hater, you're right. It is. You know what I mean? And so like. Everything that they do is centered around them being a Kardashian. So it's like KKW this or even Skims or any poosh, anything that they built. It's not like them as just a human being aside from their brand. And like Kendall's really is, she's a supermodel. It's her, whether it's her, whether it's Naomi Campbell, whoever it is, like it's her. Right. Do you know what She's I'm saying? She's her own brand. And, and I feel like that in a way is lost because it's like she doesn't have the influencer side in a way. I don't know. It, it, this may not be making sense if you're listening, but I understand what I'm saying in my head. Like I know she influences obviously, but it's done in a different way. It's done as a supermodel, not as a Kardashian. Do you think Kylie
1: feels more on the Kendall of? No. You think?
0: Mm-hmm. Total, not at all. Ky- I'm, I'm not a- asking, do you think? I'm asking, does Kylie think? No, I don't think so. Like, yes, yeah, maybe she feels like a Jenner, not a Kardashian, obviously, but no. Everything that she's built, she vlogs, for example. The only reason people care about Kylie is because she was a, a member of the family, whereas people care about Kendall, obviously, more so, but they care about her in the way that they care about Carly Kloss or Cara Delevingne or Naomi or any of these other supermodels. But I Or Gigi or Bella. I, I totally hear what you're saying.
1: My thing with Kylie is I think that Kylie knows that she wouldn't have grown this fan base without them. But do you think that in this present moment, Kylie feels separate and apart from the family? Like her business is her entity and it's just her. And it doesn't have anything to do with the family anymore. Kylie Cosmetics has now become its own thing, right? It has become this billion dollar brand that has become larger than the Kardashians themselves. It, is, it has grown. It is. She knows that the reason that she is so successful is because she has taken the social media marketing and done something with it. Which she knows that she only has the base of it because of her Family, but what she has done beyond her family. Do you think she feels like her brand and her entity is separate and apart now from the rest of the family? Whereas Kim, Chloe, and Kylie, maybe and Kim, Chloe, and Courtney maybe don't feel that way because it's always the three of them. And no matter what they do, it's the three of them. And they're
0: on the show and they do all of these things. Yes, I definitely think there's an element of separation a hundred thousand percent. Completely, yes. Okay. But not to the same level, Kendall. Is. But not to the same level, Kendall, in a different way. Not even not to the same level, because I do think it's as much. Like, I think that—I literally think that Ken, that Kylie's separation is the reason that she so can not come on these trips or not do it. It really can do whatever the fuck she wants, because she's like, listen, I'm Kylie Jenner. I run my billion-dollar business, and, like, I get that I'm part of this family, and that's amazing. But, like, my success isn't defined by my involvement. So, like, I think it's probably the same level, but just in a different way almost. Like, I don't know. I don't even know I can't even I can't even verbalize exactly what I mean, but I just No but I I know what you mean. I feel like Kendall doesn't wanna make her living in the way that they do.
1: Yeah. Well, Kendall also, you have to remember, is that there's a social anxiety element to Kendall that the rest of them don't right, seem to have. Right, that's what I'm
0: saying. But even that, like, Kendall doesn't enjoy... Like Kim says, I will take a picture with anyone. I will do... Kim will do any, like, meet and greet, that kind of stuff. You know, and of course, she does that, that, those things less. But, like, going to an opening of this, like, that's not what I think that Kendall wants to spend her time doing. Yeah. You know, it's just different.
1: Yeah. The other thing about Kylie that I was thinking about a lot during this episode is her friendships and the way that, like, she... Extends herself so much to her friends and maybe not as much to her family. And I wonder if the family's resentful of that. Right. Or especially Kendall. Because it used to be, you know, so overlapping. But, you know, Kendall's friend group is closer to Courtney now than it is to Kylie. Yeah, it's true. And Kylie, you know, it, it just seems as though, and it's, for, I, I think that I'm making it seem like Kylie doesn't spend time with the family. She obviously does. Every family event she doesn't miss. Any like birthday big dinner, whatever, and she obviously hosts so many things at her house, Halloween, whatever. It just seems to me that Kylie puts a lot of effort into her friendships and taking trips with her friends and doing all of these really extravagant things for her friends, and it was brought up the last episode, or the, a couple of episodes ago, when Chloe said, you know, Kylie does all of these parties for her friends. She's never thrown one for us. Yeah. I just wish she extended extend that same courtesy. I wonder if the family is at—I don't know if resentful is even the right word, just— comparing the relationship that they have with Kylie and what they do with Kylie and how much time and effort Kylie puts in their relationship versus how much Kylie puts into our friendships because Kylie puts so much into
0: her friendships. I know. And then how much of it do we just not know? Like, there's so much that we don't know. Like, I'm sure that there's so many behind-the-scenes stuff and she's so involved and we're just not seeing it. But it is interesting from a perception perspective. I don't know. It's interesting because when you
1: watch it, let's take a regular TV show that's like a, a scripted whatever. When you watch a show and you get really into that show, you start to, like, develop backstories for the characters, like, what they're doing off camera. And then you have to remind yourself, like, they're not doing anything off camera. The only thing you see is what that show is. Any character development, any relationships, anything is before your eyes what you're seeing. There's nothing else. It is just a written show. With the Kardashians, you watch through that same lens of, wow, these are characters and I'm really attached to them. But they're is stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't get to see. I know. But you're
0: only watching it as a TV show and it's really interesting. And then you get the added context of like Instagram stories or this or that. Yeah. I know. I don't know. So the next scene, you know, Chris is just really still trying to find a way to communicate. And Chris is saying she wants to have a conversation about how to make everybody's relationship better. And she's like, I think that we can all get to a place where, you know, we can get along and we can communicate And, and Courtney kind of agrees and That's when Courtney brings up the whole thing about understanding each other's boundaries. And Kim goes, well, that's a whole other conversation. And and Courtney goes, no, it's not, because we're not going to have it. But you saw Kim the second Courtney said boundaries. It was like Kim had a visceral reaction. Yeah, She's like sick of the word. Yeah. So she goes, if everyone acted like you did filming-wise, then we would absolutely have no show. And Courtney goes, I have three kids that are my priority more than the show. And Chris is like, okay, we keep going over this. Courtney goes, exactly exactly why I have to say it. Exactly why do I have to say it 25 times? And Chris is like, I think our decision about the show has to be united and has to do, and we have to do it as long as everyone's happy. And Courtney goes, what I'm saying is, I'm getting to the point where I'm not happy. Like, everyone has their breaking point. So Kim is in her confessional, and she's like, I hear Courtney loud and clear, and I want her to be happy. And you shouldn't be stuck in a phase in your life where you're really not happy. But I think she's torn on what she should do. Stay on the show, or does she get off and live a different life that she's claimed she's wanted for so long? I hope that Courtney can find clarity in whatever decision that she makes. I just want her to find peace. And Chloe says in her confessional... I just feel like Courtney has been incredibly delicate and it makes me feel really bad because I never want my sisters to be sad or upset. I want all of them to do what's best for them, but it's like we've beaten a dead horse. It's done. It is what it is, so now let's move on. Let's heal. Let's get on to the next thing. What do you think? It's like
1: and this is my point with Courtney also, which is what I was saying before, is like is this going to solve your problems? I think Courtney has this mentality of I'm not happy, right? Like there's something in my life that's missing. And I think that she is on a journey of trying to figure that out because you can see it in Courtney. Like you can visibly see that she is not, she does not have the same level of happiness that she once had. There's something missing. There's a disconnect. And what I think about Courtney is, and and Kim kind of says this, is that she's on this journey to kind of figure out where her life fits in and where she fits into the grand scheme of things and what she actually wants and what's going to make her happy. And I think that in this current moment, Courtney thinks, okay, I think the show is a point of stress for me because it's hurting my relationship with my siblings. Maybe if I take that out, I'll be happy. And I think that the issues is is that, is it going to change? Is it going to be what you want? And I think Kim kind of points at that when she's like, did, like is Courtney going to experience this life that she's claimed she's wanted for so long? And what I think Kim's trying to say there is like, You know, Courtney's always done this thing where she's been like, I don't want to be on the show. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But is that what you really want? Is that what you're actually looking for? And I think that Courtney thinks that all of this is going to solve her problems, and I don't think it is. I think it's a very
0: temporary solution for a much bigger issue. I First off, I completely agree with you. Second of all, the show is not scripted. The show is just their life. So, yeah, these problems are intensified because a lot of it comes from business and the fact that her not doing, like, pulling her weight. But they would still be having issues. That's the point I was trying to make. And— you know those issues just wouldn't be magnified to the public, but they would still exist. So, right? What's the like Courtney's of that? attitude issue and
1: Courtney being quote, a bully and Courtney and, and them fighting about the things that they're fighting and the dynamic between Kim and Chloe? That that's not going to go away just because the show does. If anything, it's going to get worse because now Kim and Chloe have this show where they're like, okay, we resented her a little for not pulling her weight. Now she's not wanted at all. Now watch us get really fucking close and have nothing to do with her. It's like, is it going to make things better? Is it going to make things way worse than you even expected them to? I don't know. I don't know. Also, didn't you feel like Chris doing these activities, like everything? One was like the TikTok. It's like, yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah, that
0: didn't work out. Yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah. So, so few people will get that reference. But for those that do, I know exactly what you mean. I think more well than you think. I hope so. So the next scene, second to last, they're at Kylie's house, which— Well, the cameras, not all of them. Mm-hmm. I know. But the ca- and I was like, wow. What? I haven't been in this bathroom in years. Yeah, like which, by the way, Kylie was in this oversized leather blazer. That is her favorite fucking blazer. She's literally a mini Kris Jenner. She, she's not a mini Kim. She's a mini Kris Jenner. She wears that blazer all the time. She probably has a bunch of them. But I'm saying, like, it's you don't typically see her in such repeated looks. I love it, but I'm just saying, I she she loves an oversized leather blazer.
1: Filming in Kylie's bathroom was one of those moments where it's like, okay. You know the show is a little planned out, at least. Like, you know how you like to pretend that it's not. It's like, oh, what are the chances that you happen to be in Kylie's bathroom when Kendall facetime? It's I like know. you know the producer. It's like it just ruined the element of like you know the producer just sends a text. It's
0: like okay, facetime her now. I know. So she says she's mean Kendall, and she asks her how Wyoming is. And Kendall's like, you know, it's good, but it just sucks because I really thought you were going to be here. And Kylie goes, yeah, Mom hit me and said that you were upset I didn't come, and. Kendall saying, like, she just thought she was going to be there because it's their place, which, again, I completely forgot that that was a thing. You know, and she's like, I came from Europe. And Kylie's like, oh, my God, you have to tell me this. And she's like, you know, I had to stay because Travis really wanted me at his thing in Houston, and it's only one day, which I loved the behind the scenes of that. I loved. For some reason,
1: I find it so crazy when they mention Travis by name. I, know. I don't know why. I don't know Why? It's so weird. I don't, I have no idea why. It's like when they would mention Sophia by name, it's like, we know she's a very active part of their life. We know Travis is obviously so active in their lives. Like they were still together at this point. I, I don't know. know why I found it so
0: crazy. She, well, I think also because of whatever's happening with them now, like just hearing him, it's like, oh yeah. that. Life I wonder
1: that, if I, if I thought it was like crazy when Kanye's name was being mentioned more. You did
0: in the beginning. I don't remember that. You did, you did. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we didn't know each other. No, but is isn't that even, weird? No, but even in the even when I started to know you, you did like you would love. Even no, because,
1: I loved it, but did I feel that same like weirdness of like, oh my god, they just said Kanye's name. That's No, so no, I weird. don't think
0: so. But I think Travis also. We see so little of Travis in general. Like even you yeah. know, Travis doesn't give himself away on Instagram. It's not like he. You know what I right. mean? It's like the only really interactions we have with Travis is his documentary. Anything about we talk he we hear about him on Keeping Up and like. Anything yeah. he posts, it's not like he documents his life aside from them.
1: Is it weird that when Kim and Kanye started dating, we didn't know each other?
0: Yeah, that's very weird. Do you actually think it's weird? Yes, I do think it's weird. Okay, continue. We haven't been on this journey since day one together, but we were both on it separately. So anyway, Kylie says in her confessional, she's like, I love Kendall so much, and now seeing all the sentimental value that this trip has, I'm bummed that I missed it. But at the same time, I know I need to be here and hold it down. And Kylie kind of apologizes to Kendall, and she's like, you know, I didn't realize how much it meant to you, and I'm going to make it up to you, and... I don't know. It it was like a, it felt like a, it felt like Kendall was like a disappointed kid in a way.
1: Like, yeah, like her dad said he was going to come pick him up. Yeah, yeah, never came, right? Exactly.
0: And Kendall goes, as much as I was excited about Kylie being here, there's a part of me that understands. She wanted to hang out with Travis and Stormy, but she's just my best friend. We have so much fun and we talk all the time. I'm looking forward to having some quality time with Kylie back in LA. I don't know. Again, it just made me th- sad that that's even a conversation. I get it. Everybody gets older. Of course, things aren't as perfect as they used to be. She, they both have insane schedules. Like, I get it. I, I, ra- I rationally understand all of the reasons. It's just sad. It's just sad. Like, I'm sorry. W- watching the show from the very, very early days when they were attached at the hip, when they, it was just the two of them against the world, even if you can logically and rationally understand all of the reasons for this, it is still on a level just sad.
1: yeah. It is. And also, especially, like, in this episode where Kendall, like, finally—or not finally, but Kendall's, like, very emotionally, like, I feel like the outcast of the family all the time. To then hand to her and Kylie talking and be like, oh, the one person that, like, didn't make her feel like the outcast of the family is, like, kind of making her feel is like the outcast her, of the family. It's yeah. like,
0: yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the last scene, the obviously. The scene we've all been the waiting The scene for. we have all been waiting for. So it's their last night, and they have time for one final team-building activity. And the idea is that they're all going to come to the dinner party dressed as a different member of the family, and nobody knows who's coming as what. It is, I mean, it is so good. It is so good. It is so good. So first off, Penelope wants to join, which is just adorable. Adorable. And everybody participates with the exception of Corey, obviously, and Mason. and, And Rain, of course. So the entire glam team is out there, like, Seemingly just for this one activity. Right. Like just to get them all into character, which I think is so funny. It's so like, listen, funny. I'm sure they had glam for other things, but really this was like their, their big moment. It wasn't right. like they were having a million photo shoots. It wasn't like the Connie's music video was shot at this time. So first we have Chloe as Chris, and she is an all Versace in this short black wig with a martini. I mean, she couldn't be more Chris Jenner. Yeah, no, she it was. It. If you if you, you know, looked quick, immediately you thought it was Chris. Right. Corny as Kim in all black, what would have been Yeezy, with this small little Hermes, with these, you know, her giant sunglasses, long hair. It was, she was spot on. Spot on. They all were. They all did so well. We had Kendall and Penelope both as Kylie. Kendall, we never see her in like a pink wig. She's in a pink wig. She's putting on the lip kit, like making so much. It was so funny. It was so funny. And then we had Kylie as, I mean, I'm sorry, we had... Kim as Courtney, which of course nailed it. Yeah, nailed it, which we'll get into in a second. But I have to say something that I really loved about this is that my therapist always says to me, like, when you really love someone, like you study them. Like you just you know them so well, you don't even recognize how much you know them, but you really study them. And it's like they know each other so well. Yeah. Well, duh, yeah. They were so tuned into every
1: little But you know what's funny is we also know them so well. So they are making fun of these little things that they know about each other because they are family. They obviously spend so much time together, they pick up on these things. But there was not one joke that was made
0: that we didn't understand. That went over our heads. Not one. That's what that's that's talk about the element of unique. Like that's the difference. There's no other reality show where the public wouldn't understand one joke.
1: I mean, it was really, it was like all of these things, I and mean, you have this moment where you're like it's funny that you're making each other in front of each other and imitating each other as
0: people and not as characters. Like, that is just who you are. That's just who you are, but you've become. It's so It's so true. Also, Chris was Chloe. So they're at the table, and Chloe's sitting there as Chris, and, and Corey walks in, and she's like, you know, Corey, I would have you sit next to me, but my Birkin bag is actually here. And Corey, Corey's like, no problem, I'll sit next to the Birkin, which, like, as he should, yeah. as any real man would. And Courtney says yeah. Kim, and, and she walks in. She's like, "My pants are easy. My shoes are easy. I have seven styles that put me in sweatpants, just like that effortless look." But it's really a lot of effort. I mean, I lost. I think that was my favorite. No, Penelope. Okay, but this was that was up there. Yeah, that one was. Funny. I have to tell you, Courtney hit Kim out of the fucking. Oh my park. god, she nailed it. She nailed. They all nailed it. She nailed it though, because that's true. It's like Kim really does have probably roughly seven stylists to put her in leggings and sweatpants and make it look effortless. Right. Like. It was hilarious, um, you know. Kendall's is putting on the lip because she's doing the swatches. It was so funny, and Kim is Courtney walking, and she's like, Ugh, "I'm late to dinner because I'm a mom, and I can be late doing mom things. No one understands." Chloe used to be my favorite, but she's so far up Kim's ass. It's just like you know, I'm pushing my way through life. No, Kim lost it; she couldn't even keep a straight face. Yeah, it was so funny. I was dying. It, that's you're right. It's like you feel like you're on the inside of this joke. Yes. It's like, oh, this isn't. That's si- what it is. That's, That's what, it, what is.
1: it is. It's like, I've never watched a show where I felt fully. It, you watch a show and you watch the family, and it's like you're watching from the outside looking in. When you're watching the Kardashians, you feel like you are sitting at that table as a silent observer. Like no one could hear you. If you scream,
0: they couldn't, but you are sitting right there. You're at that table. You have a seat at that table. So, you know, obviously Penelope is also as Kylie, and she's sitting there, and she goes, <laughs> she goes to Kim. <laughs> she goes, Courtney, your son's pulling my hair.
1: Like, that's hilarious. And and Kim responds,
0: and she's like, well, that's okay, because there are no consequences in our house. She's like, you won't get in trouble. There's no consequences, which was, I mean, the layers there was really just hilarious. And then the line of the fucking night. Penelope is an actress. She's
1: an actress. She nailed it. She looks straight, straight at her and goes, what'd she say? Courtney, I can buy you because I have that much money.
0: Like, and didn't even fucking bat an eye. It's unbelievable what kids pick up on. I was like, get this girl an Oscar. I mean, truly, that was the, that, like, I'm not even exaggerating. That was hilarious. Also,
1: what's so fun about
0: Penelope in this situation because she's obviously like a
1: little bit more shy and reserved and when you see her in this like so unafraid to be involved and get in on the joke and just nail it it was so just like adorable and amazing it was, to see it was
0: so good like you would expect that out of North you wouldn't expect that out of Penelope right. you know what I mean Which again, although North gets a little shy when she's not on stage she does although I feel like around the family not as much maybe I don't know maybe just when she gets the Jojo Siwa's ass Um, So Kim's like, yeah, I'm going to pretend like I'm being a mom and just like, you know, going to sit on my phone. And Chloe, as Chris goes to Mason, do you want to go shopping on Rodeo? Do you want a Ferrari? I'll buy you a Ferrari. Just say I love you, lovey. Like, it was so funny. It was so good. Also, it it was so like
1: nice for them to work their issues out prior to this because this, this, this dinner obviously could have turned into a disaster. Oh, it could have been. And it didn't. Everyone just took it as a joke. It was so like, it was like... When we talk about the fun aspect of the Kardashians, that's kind of been lost over the years. This was the moment where it kind of brought it back, and it was so refreshing
0: to see. It was, it really did bring it home. I mean, thank God, this scene really saved the episode, as far as I was concerned. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought that they ended it on a really beautiful note. What they did was basically voiceovers, of, which they do every time they end the season. Yeah, yeah. I just, I guess it carried more weight because of the turmoil that ensued yeah. previously, and they all said nice things about each other. So Courtney said, you know, that she really respects Kim so much and she really respects her ability to make everyone around her work harder and be better, which to me, that's like probably one of the number one things I think about Kim. So I was so happy to hear Courtney say it. Like Kim is not okay with anyone she's close to being complacent, which is one of the reasons that I think she was so hard on Rob. It's like, I know this isn't the best you. And like, if you're around me, that's damn well not going to stay the case. Right. And I really, I like that about her. Yeah, me too. She, I do too. And I like that Courtney said that because it's true. Yeah. Which is, by the way, one of the reasons that I think Kim is so upset with Courtney, because it's like, from a business at least, from a business perspective, get your shit together, you know? Right. Um, and Chris is saying how she wishes that she had the strength to be more like Chloe. I love that. Which I loved that line. Chris and Chris and Chloe have a really special relationship. I think that Chris honestly really looks up to Chloe in, in a lot of ways. Oh, and Courtney and Chloe respects the fuck out of Chris, as yeah. they all do. Um, and Kim says, you know, that she really thinks Courtney has such an amazing life and an amazing family. And she respects her so much for knowing what she wants in life. Got to tell you, thought it was a cop out. It was a little bit. Not to be, you know me, I'm the least cynical. It was a little bit of a cop out. Say something else. Cause yeah. that was a backhanded, like, at least she knows that she wasn't, doesn't want to do this. Right. You know, like say, I don't know. Well, I guess it's like, I guess it's like, at least she has like the strength to be like, I'm not doing this anymore and it's not what's best for me. But Yeah. I don't I know. know. I was looking for a little more. Maybe call me. Call me cynical. I just in that scene, I was. What would you have said about Courtney? Mm-hmm. Oh God, don't put me in that situation. It's not easy, huh? Uh, yeah, it, it's not easy. I don't know. I would have to think about it for okay. a second. Not that there's nothing there. I mean, of course, I would say she's a great mom and all those things. Um, and I guess I would say that I really, no, actually, something that I really respect about Courtney, even though it comes across as very annoying because it comes across as condescending. I really respect that she knows the things that she wants to change in her house from like an environmental perspective or a nutrition perspective, and she actually does it. There's so, much, and I know she has the convenience and the money to do it, but even a lot of people with that same, with those same, um, with those same conveniences don't do it, and she actually does it. She has good values. She is good in that regard. She has good values, and she actually follows through. I think
1: in a lot of regards, she has good values. Yeah, I think that she is really out of all of them. Um, she has pinpointed what I think that she thinks is the most important things in life. And I think that all of them like have different definitions of that and they're all right in their own regard. But I think that for her definition of what she thinks are the important things in life, I think that she really like seeks them out to the fullest. Like I think that I think that she doesn't, Half-ass anything that she considers to be those right. For in the sense of business, it's that's not her priority. Exactly. So if you're like, you would never say like she is her whole heart in business because she doesn't and she knows that. But when she talks about the other things, the environment, and all of these causes, she has, religion, b- b- what's healthy, a, a lifestyle, she puts her
0: heart into she it. She does. Yeah. I'm saying there's a lot of women or a lot of people that have all the money in the world. They have all the chefs. They have the nannies to take care of the kids in the morning. But they're still not going to melt fucking grass-fed butter or ghee over the stove. Because, like she What's does, ghee? It's like clarified butter. But I'm saying she does that every—she takes the time to do the things that are important to her. Yeah. And I don't know. I just—that's what I would say if I was in the voiceover for the ending scenes of Keeping Up. And Scott is like, this year has been amazing. I can't believe I have three amazing kids who are healthy and love me and are kind to others. And that's what gets me through my days. That was the best
1: one. That was the best one. Yeah. I love when Scott highlights things like that, like that your kids are kind to others. That was my That's favorite. That's good. That is a good parent. That was my favorite
0: line of the show last night. Like of the, yeah. last night.
1: It really was. Also when he says like that love me,
0: like he just wants to be loved. He just, Scott Disick just wants to be loved. That could easily be his Instagram bio.
1: I just want to love him too. It's
0: so sad. We do. When Jason Kennedy was here and he was talking about how Scott is as good as everybody thinks he is, yeah, was the most like validating validating. Yeah, it thing. was the best. It's like fuck yeah, like we thought so. But thank I you for it. thank you for validating yeah. that. Anyway, wow, what a ride!
1: I like when we have good discussions about that when we disagree on certain things. Yeah, throughout the
0: episode, well, I always feel educated by you. Thank I you. do not like a, not like a schooled way. Like I feel like I learn. I, I get a good perspective. Love that. I do. Anyway, any any final thoughts you'd like to add? I feel like we got them all out. I feel like we got them all out. So, guys, let me tell you, the week of the 23rd and the week of the 30th, we don't have any episodes. We are off for two weeks, as a lot of the industry is, and we are back um, the following week. So, obviously, we won't be recapping an episode, but we'll be back with some other bonus show, whether it's Kardashian-related or not. We do have a lot of ideas in the works, and... Uh, we have a lot of ideas in the works as we started off this episode by being I like what say, the fuck are we gonna do <laughs> exactly but no we, we really do I already have some things in my head that I'm thinking so we love you thank you for sticking with us and remember please 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 if you like it five star rating and review and don't forget shop.com and spicelebs.com is live for merch and uh, that's it right anything that's, else that's kid okay love you guys we will see you tomorrow for our regular show and then in two weeks This is baby making simplified. Find free fertility on Amazon, Target and select CVS near you.